0: This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by of Blythe. The Golden Road by Lucy Maud Montgomery. Chapter 9. Extracts from the February and March Numbers of our magazine. Resolution Honour Roll. Miss Felicity King. Honourable Mention. Mr. Felix King, Mr. Peter Craig, Miss Sarah Ray. Editorial. The editor wishes to make a few remarks about the resolution on roll. As will be seen, only one name figures on it. Felicity says she has thought a beautiful thought every morning before breakfast, without missing one morning, not even the one we were at Peg Bowen's. Some of our number think... It is not fair that Felicity should be on the honor roll. Felicity, aside, that's Dan, of course, when she only made one resolution and won't tell us what any of the thoughts were. So we have decided to give honorable mention to everybody who has kept one resolution perfect. Felix has worked all his arithmetic problems by himself. He complains that he never got more than a third of them right. And the teacher has marked him away down, but one cannot keep resolutions without some inconvenience. Peter has never played tit-tat x in church or got drunk, and says it wasn't as bad as he expected. Peter indignantly, I never said that Cecily soothingly now peter Bev only meant that as a joke. Sarah Ray has never talked any mean gossip but does not find conversation as interesting as it used to be. Sarah Ray, wonderingly. I don't remember saying that. Felix did not eat any apples until March, but forgotten ate seven the day we were at Cousin Mattie's. Felix, I only ate five. He soon gave up trying to say what he thought always. He got into too much trouble. We think Felix ought to change to old Grandfather King's rule. It was. Hold your tongue when you can, and when you can't, tell the truth. Cecily feels she has not read all the good books she might, because some she tried to read were very dull, and the pansy books were so much more interesting. And it is no use trying not to feel bad, because her hair isn't curly. And she has mocked that resolution out. The story girl came very near to keeping her resolution, to have all the good times possible but she says she missed two, if not three, she might have had. Dan refuses to say anything about his resolutions, and so does the editor. Personals, we regret that Miss Cecily King is suffering from a severe cold. Mr. Alexander Marr of Markdale died very suddenly last week. We never heard of his death till he was dead. Miss Cecily King wishes to state that she did not ask the question about Holy Moses and the other word in the January number. "'Dan put it in for a mean joke. "'The weather has been cold and fine. "'We have only had one bad storm. "'The coasting on Uncle Roger's Hill continues good. "'Aunt Eliza did not favor us with a visit after all. "'She took cold and had to go home. "'We were sorry that she had a cold, "'but glad that she had to go home. "'Cecily said she thought it wicked of us to be glad, "'but when we asked her, cross her heart, if she wasn't glad herself, she had to say she was. Miss Cecily King has got three very distinguished names on her quilt square. They are the governor and his wife and a witches. The King family had the honor of entertaining the governor's wife to tea on February the 17th. We are all invited to visit Government House, but some of us think we won't go. A tragic event occurred last Tuesday. Mrs. James Fruin came to tea, and there was no pie in the house. Felicity has not yet fully recovered. A new boy is coming to school. His name is Cyrus Brisk, and his folks moved up from Mockdale. He says he is going to punch Willie Fraser's head. If Willie keeps on thinking, he is Miss Cecily King's beau. Cecily, I haven't any beau. I don't mean to think of such a thing for at least eight years yet. Miss Alice Reed of Charlatan Royalty has come to Carlisle to teach music. She boards at Mr. Peter Armstrong's. The girls are all going to take music lessons from her. Two descriptions of her will be found in another column. Felix wrote one, but well, the girls thought he did not do her justice, so Cecily wrote another one. She admits she copied most of the description out of Valeria H. Montague's story. Lord Marmaduke's first, lost, and only love or the Bride of the Castle by the Sea, but says they fit Miss Reed better than anything she could make up. Household Department. Always keep the kitchen tidy, and then you needn't mind if company comes unexpectedly. Anxious Inquirer. We don't know anything that will take the stain out of a silk dress when a soft-boiled egg is dropped on it. Better not wear your silk dress so often, especially when boiling eggs. Ginger tea is good for colds. Old housekeeper, yes, when the baking powder gives out, you can use tooth powder instead. Felicity, I never wrote that. I don't care, I don't think it's fair for other people to be putting things in my department. Our apples are not keeping well this year. They are rotting, and besides, Father says, we eat an awful lot of them. Perseverance, I will give you the recipe for dumplings you ask for. But remember, it is not everyone who can make dumplings, even from the recipe. There's a knack in it. If the soap falls into the porridge, do not tell your guests about it until they have finished eating it, because it might take their appetite away. Felicity King Etiquette Department Peter Craig Do not criticize people's noses unless you are sure they can't hear you, and don't criticize your best girl's great-aunt's nose in any case. Felicity Crossing her head. Oh my! I suppose Dan thought that was extra smart. Cecily King. When my most intimate friend walks with another girl and exchanges lace patterns with her, what ought I to do? Answer: Adopt a dignified attitude. Felicity King. It is better not to wear your second best hat to church, but if your mother says you must, it is not for me to question her decision. Felicity. Dan just copied that word for word out of the family guide, except about the hat part. Peter Craig. Yes, it would be quite proper to say good evening to the family ghost if you met it. Felix King. No, it is not polite to sleep with your mouth open. What's more, it isn't safe. Something might fall into it. Dan King. Fashion Notes. Crocheted watch pockets are all the rage now. If you haven't a watch, they do to carry your pencil in or a piece of gum. It is stylish to have hair ribbons to match your dress, but it is hard to match grey drugget. I like scarlet for that. It is stylish to pin a piece of ribbon on your coat, the same colour as your chum wears in her hair. Mary Martha Cowan saw them doing it in town and started us doing it here. I always wear Kitty's ribbon, and Kitty wears mine. "'but the story girl thinks it is silly. "'Cecily King. "'An account of our visit to Cousin Mattie's. "'We all walked over to Cousin Mattie's last week. "'They were all well there, and we had a fine dinner. "'On our way back, a snowstorm came up, "'and we got lost in the woods. "'We didn't know where we were, or nothing. "'If we hadn't seen a light, "'I guess we'd all have been frozen and snowed over. "'And they would never have found us till spring.' and that would be very sad. But we saw a light, and made for it, and it was Peg Bowen's. Some people think she is a witch, and it's hard to tell. But she was real hospitable, and took us all in. Her house was very untidy, but it was warm. She has a skull, I mean a loose skull, not her own. She lets on, it tells her things. But Uncle Alec says it couldn't, because it was only an Indian skull, that old Dr. Beecham had, and Peg stole it when he died. "'But Uncle Roger says he wouldn't trust himself with Peg's skull for anything. "'She gave us supper. It was a horrid meal. "'The story girl says I must not tell what I found in the bread and butter, "'because it would be too disgusting to read in our magazine. "'But it don't matter, because we were all there, "'except Sarah Ray and know what it was. "'We stayed all night, and us boys slept in straw. "'None of us had ever slept on straw before. "'We got home in the morning.' "'That is all I can write about our visit to Cousin Matty's Felix King. "'My Worst Adventure "'It's my turn to ride it, so I suppose I must. "'I guess my worst adventure was two years ago, "'when a whole lot of us were coasting on Uncle Roger's Hill. "'Charlie Cowan and Fred Maugh had started, "'but halfway down their sled got stuck, "'and I run down to shove them off again. "'Then I stood there just a moment "'to watch them with my back to the top of the hill.' While I was standing there, Rob Moore started Kitty and M. Fruin off on his sled. His sled had a wooden tongue in it, and it slanted back over the girls' heads. I was right in the way, and they yelled to me to get out. But just as I heard them, it struck me. The sled took me between the legs, and I was heisted back over the tongue and dropped in a heap before I knew what had happened to me. I thought a tornado had struck me. The girls couldn't stop though they thought I was killed. But Rob came tearing down and helped me up. He was awfully scared. But I wasn't killed, nor my back wasn't broken, but my nose bled something awful and kept on bleeding for three days. Not all the time, but by spells. Dan King. The story of Al Carlyle got its name. This is a true story, too. Long ago, there was a girl lived in Charlottetown. I don't know her name, so I can't write it. And maybe it is just as well. For Felicity might think it wasn't romantic like Miss Jemima Parr's. She was awful pretty, and a young Englishman who had come out to make his fortune fell in love with her, and they were engaged to be married the next spring. His name was Mr. Carlyle. In the winter, he started off to hunt caribou for a spell. Caribous lived on the island then. There ain't any here now. He got to it it is Carlisle now. "'It wasn't anything then, only woods and a few Indians. "'He got awful sick and was sick for ever so long "'in an Indian camp and only an old Micmac squaw to wait on him. "'Back and down they all thought he was dead, "'and his girl felt bad for a little while "'and then got over it and took up with another beau. "'The girls say that wasn't romantic, but I think it was sensible. "'But if it had been me that died,' i'd have felt bad if she forgot me so soon but he hadn't died and when he got back to town he went right to her house and walked in and there she was standing up to be married to the other fellow poor mr carlyle felt awful he was sick and weak and it went to his head he just turned and run and run till he got back to the old micmac's camp and fell in front of it but the indians had gone because it was spring And it didn't matter, because he really was dead this time. And people come looking for him from town. And found him. And buried him there. And called the place after him. They say the girl was never happy again. And that was hard lines on her. But maybe she deserved it. Peter Craig Miss Alice Reed Miss Alice Reed is a very pretty girl. She has kind of curly blackish hair and big gray eyes and a pale face. She is tall and thin, but her figure is pretty fair, and she has a nice mouth and a sweet way of speaking. The girls are crazy about her and talk about her all the time. Felix King. Beautiful Alice. That is what we girls call Miss Reed among ourselves. She is divinely beautiful. Her magnificent wealth of raven hair flows back in glistening waves from her sun-kissed brow. Dan. If Felix had said she was sunburned, You'd have all jumped on him. Cecily, coldly, sun-kissed, doesn't mean sunburned. Dan, what does it mean, then? Cecily, embarrassed, I I don't know. But Miss Montague says the Lady Geraldine's brow was sun-kissed, and, of course, an Earl's daughter wouldn't be sunburned. The story girl. Oh, don't interrupt the reading like this. It spoils it. Her eyes are gloriously dark and deep, like midnight lakes mirroring the stars of heaven. Her features are like sculptured marble, and her mouth is a trembling, curving cupid's bow. Peter aside, what kind of a thing is that? Her creamy skin is as fair and flawless as the petals of a white lily. Her voice is like the ripple of a woodland brook, and her slender form is matchless in its symmetry. Dan. That's Valeria's way of putting it. But Uncle Roger says you don't show her feed much. Felicity. Dan, if Uncle Roger is vulgar, you needn't be. Her hands are like a poet's dreams. She dresses so nicely and looks so stylish in her clothes. Her favorite color is blue. Some people think she is stiff and some say she is stuck up. But she isn't a bit. It's just that she is different from them, and they don't like it. She is just lovely, and we adore her. Cecily King End of chapter 9